Terry and the Pirates. American Broadcasting Company brings you Terry and the Pirates. Whether you live in New York, Chicago, Kansas City, Los Angeles, or Timbuktu, you want your radio adventure to be gay and thrilling, filled with amusing two-fisted characters and pirates who are really different. Well then, this story, the favorite of the nation, is just what you're looking for. And we're going to prove it right now. So let's go across the world to ancient China, the Marco Polo Mountains, and the case of the Goofy Gosling. Terry and Pat Ryan, Hotshot Charlie, and Connie have set out from Singapore in pursuit of the dragon lady who has stolen a valuable radio invention. In Hotshot's plane, called the Goofy Gosling, our good companions started for a spot known as Utong, somewhere in the Marco Polo Mountains. There they hope to recover the invention. But when the goofy gosling landed in Utong, Hotshot was made a prisoner by one of the dragon lady's men, a certain Mr. Keel. Thus far, Terry, Pat, and Connie are okay. In fact, they've located Charlie and slipped him a revolver through the barred window so that the next time he faces Mr. Keel, well, it's night now, black and strangely silent as Terry, Pat, and the Chinese boy Connie hold a council of war. From the shelter of a tree up among its branches, they can see into the room where Charlie is a prisoner. Gee, we're up a tree, all right, in more ways than one. Well, it's a lot safer up here than it is wandering around down on the ground. Are you all right, Connie? Connie's liver is torn with sympathy. Oh, yeah? Oh, sympathy for birds. We have taken their homes in trees. <laughs> oh, how about you, Terry? My liver isn't torn as much as the seat of my pants. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm getting hungry, Pat. Yeah, I could do with a little fodder, too. Hey, where'd you leave that junk we took from the plane? There's three separate small packs. We left them at the base of this tree before we shinnied up. There's food in one of them. Mm-hmm. You also hungry, Connie? Oh, one cannot live forever by forgetting hotsy dandle pain in personal stomach. <laughs> okay, you're on the lowest limb down there. Suppose you slide down, get some grub, and come on back up? Oh, you bet. I shall back up perhaps. Never mind that perhaps stuff. You come on back up here. As you shall say, Mr. Ryan Hop. What do you think we'd better do, Pat? We can't stay up in this tree forever. Even if our ancestors liked it, I'm not very comfortable. Well, change your position. Let's figure things out. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Now, we've located Hotshot. You talked to him and slipped him a gun. That's right. And Charlie told me as far as he could tell, the dragon lady was not here in Utong Village, but is expected. All right. She isn't here and hasn't been here yet, and there's no use for us to get into action. Came here to get our hands on that portable radio transmitter, and we can't get it because the dragon lady has it, and she isn't here. What about Charlie? Why is Keel keeping him a prisoner? Well, Terry, what else can Mr. Keel do? He forced Charlie to set the plane down here. Yeah, but what will it get Keel or his boss to deal to hold Charlie a prisoner in there? That's something we don't know, Terry. Just have to wait. Hey, can you see Hotshot from your position? Mm, no. Huh. That 
pint-sized pilot is probably lying down catching up on his beauty sleep while we hang by our teeth out here in a slippery tree. I'm not worried about Charlie. He's got a gun and he can put up a fight when the time comes. Yeah, I hope you're right, fella. After all the trouble we've taken to slipping a gun, if he doesn't use that hearse ticket, then he's only got himself to blame. Yeah. Say, Pat. Hmm? How'd you like to be back in Singapore now? Sitting down to a dinner with Berman late in April. You know the kind of a dinner I'd like to have? Well, first, I'd start Hey, to... hey, hey, stop it, stop it, will you? You're breaking my heart. <laughs> Here I am giving an invitation to the man on the flying trapeze, and you talk about friends and food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, I'd like to be back in Singapore. But if wishing would do the job, then we'd have that radio device back in our hands, too. We can leave Pat and Terry up in the tree for a moment while we return to the place they're talking about, Singapore. We drop in on Nurse Burma and the wide-eyed southern gal, April Kane. The girl pilot, Elita, has cooked the evening meal and has gone for a walk, and so the supper dishes are being washed here in the old mission house. And April comes up with a very bright remark. Oh, dear. What? Nothing. Just, oh, dear. You certainly are cheerful, little April kitty. What's the big trouble? Nothing. Well, if you think I'm going to stand around and cry on your shoulder just because you're lonesome, well, banish the thought. We're going to dry these dishes, and then little Burma's gone spit by. I reckon I'm just worried. I mean, I reckon I am. I mean, worried. What about? Terry, Pat Ryan, Hot Shot Charlie? Well, when you stop and think about it, they have gone to Orangutang. The place is Ootong. Oo as in oo, and tong as in... Well, as in Tom. Yes, and they've gone there on my account. They've gone to get back that radio invention the dragon lady stole it, and they may get killed before they get it. I mean, they may. Look, Angel Face, they flew to Utong because they knew things would happen. Don't kid yourself. That radio invention is a swell excuse, but Patsy Ryan is as restless as a man with a seven-year itch. He wanted to find adventure. Yeah, and your radio invention was a good reason to go looking for it. Just the same, Bam. I'm worried. I mean, I really am. Well, uh, confidentially, just between us gals, so am I. Oh, you are? Oh, I'm so glad, really. Yeah. To an uneasy mind, any suspicion is reasonable. Well, who are you worried about most? Terry? I play no favorites, child. I share my worry equally. Oh. Don't tell me you're concentrating your worry on any one of our absent friends. No, but I've been wondering if I'd better. Look, lady, ever since you got back from the busy part of Singapore late this afternoon, you've had a faraway look in your eyes. Is it possible you've been thinking? Well, frankly, Ben, I was doing that, but I get such awful headaches when I think. <laughs> well, don't knock yourself out. But uh, <clears throat> what were you thinking, if, uh, if I'm not too personal? I was thinking about powder cane. About, oh, Oh, you mean your uncle who died? No, no, I mean my uncle who isn't my uncle. Oh, then you mean Lawyer Munad, mm-hmm. the cook who stole that radio invention from your real uncle back in the safe. Yeah, that's it. I'm worried about Lawyer Monad. Why worry about him? Well, when I was in town this afternoon, guess who I bumped into? The heel, Lawyer Monad? No. I ran into a man who works in the American consul's office. You're taking a long time to tell me nothing, April. Oh, but this is important. Sort of. That's why I've been thinking... Thinking if I should go to Utong or not. You go to Utong? Over my dead body. Oh, but how am I going to warn Terry and Mr. Ryan and... and uh, warn them about what? 
about what the man from the consul's office told me. Now, look, Mr. Bones. I'm sure getting powerful sick of waiting for you to say something. Well, it was about this lawyer Monad escaping from the Singapore jail. What? You... You mean you've been here in this house for about four hours knowing this? And you didn't tell me or a lady or... Well, I was trying to make up my mind what to do. My uncle, I mean, my phony uncle, I mean, lawyer Monad, he escaped and the men didn't say why. Well, go on. Uh, but the man did say that Mr. Monad left a note saying he was going to get even with Carrie and Mr. Ryan and all the rest of us, and he'd get that radio thing back if it was the last thing he did. So there. Yeah. Now I am worried. I wish a lady were here. We've got to do something, April. That's just what I've been getting a headache about. We've got to let Mr. Ryan and Terry and Charlie know about Lawyer Monad's jailbreak. But how on earth can we do that? Well, I reckon maybe I'd better go to that place in the mountains called... Uh, but that's a three-day trip to Utong, honey. And even then, we don't know where to find them. Well, but if Mr. Monad gets there first, well, well, maybe he'll patch things up with a dragon lady and maybe they'll work together and if they get hold of Terry and the others... Oh, don't you see? I, I mean, don't you? You're speaking an awful lot of common sense all of a sudden, April. Look, look, let's forget the dishes. We'll find them later, then we'll look up the quickest route to Utong. I suppose one of us ought to make the journey, but not you, Sugar. You'd only get into big trouble. The road through the mountains up to the place where we find Pat, Terry, and Connie. That road is long and dangerous if Firma decides to make the journey. But if Lawyer Monad is also bound for Utong, then something must be done. But wait, something is going to be done, and quickly. From his perch in the tree near the building where Hotshot Charlie is a prisoner, young Terry Lee speaks to Pat Ryan. Pat, hey, can you see it? Yeah, see what? The light in Charlie's room? Yeah. No, I'm higher up than you are. There's a car coming up the mountain road. Well, you sure it isn't just some? Yeah, I can, I can just make out the headlights as it winds well, around. Do you, you think it's coming this way? Oh, yeah, of course, it must be. Yeah, you'll be able to see it yourself in a moment. There, you see the flashlight against the mountainside? Yeah, the... yeah, I see it. Hey, Connie. You all right down on that lower branch? Oh, yeah. But I have loose feeling in legs. Connie is all dead like sleep about in his. Well, you be sure and hold on down there, fella. We're going to have company of some kind, and very soon. I can't tell what kind of a car it is. Maybe maybe only a Jeep. There's a steep grade. Golly, the car lights are pointed right up here in the street. Well, the driver wouldn't see us. He's too busy behind the wheel, Terry. Oh, one more turn, and the car will be right at that gate down there. Who do you suppose it is? I don't know, but I've got a mighty good idea. That will be all for tonight, Kang. Help me in with this small package. As soon as we get inside, you can rouse Ding Dong. Have him come out here and bring in the big trunk tied on the back. I would not be surprised if Mr. Keel had already arrived. She went. My boo, let's go. Well, what have we here? Hold your flashlight close, King. Hmm, the lad is stunned. Roll him over so I can have a look at him. Yo, me, yo. Oh, boy. Yes, the Chinese boy. I seem to recognize those big ears. Yes, his name is Connie, unless my memory fails me. So, King, we have a visitor. A visitor who prefers to roost in this tree. I never knew this old tree could hold such 
interesting things in its branches. I wonder if we shook it, if other surprises might tumble out. Or better still, I can use this gun and shoot up there in the darkness. Who can tell? We may bring down other birds who roost by night. Exactly, King. You keep an eye on Connie. I will try my luck at crow shooting. Just shine the light up there, King. Anything I bring out of this tree might have flown here from Singapore. How very fortunate. Too bad Connie couldn't have held tightly to the limb he was perched on, but little accidents like this are bound to happen. And now, well, you can judge for yourself what trouble a little accident can cause. Terry and Pat and Connie have really fallen into the hands of the dragon lady. Of course, Hot Shot Charlie has a gun. But how much help can he give our friends now? Terry and the Pirates is dramatized for radio by Albert Parker, who says, If April or Burma or later start the Rutong, and if the escaped crook lawyer Monad is already on his way to the same mountain spot, then this will be a wild week of excitement. Just let us mix all these people up in this case of the goofy Gosling, and we'll say that for 100% thrills, you can't beat radio's number one adventure show. Tomorrow, same time, same station. Terry and the Pirates is heard overseas through the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.